Screw it, screw it, we're just gonna talk about Spider-Man. Hello and welcome to Screw It, we're just gonna talk about Spider-Man, the podcast that retired but won't go away. The podcast that just won't give up, like any good hero. Like the hero we talk about, Spider-Man. I'm one of your two co-hosts. My name is Will Hines. I'm your other co-host, Kevin Hines, and we've never given up. This is probably the last episode. <laughs> this is probably the last episode. We're going to give up right after this. Yeah, we've never given up till now. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have ended season one, but we keep coming back because there's all these Spider-Man related events. We just did a special episode last week to talk about the Into the Spider-Verse movie. And this episode, we're going to talk about the PlayStation 4 video game, which actually came out before the movie, but Kevin and I took a while to play and finish, and that's just kind of the way it worked. Yeah, just for a little background, if you have been haven't been listening to the entire podcast, we got a lot of questions asking if we were going to talk about the Spider-Man PS4 game, and we said no. We, we said no. We, we said, said no. That I mean, because emphatically. Our, we were, yeah, because our podcast originally... Had a narrow focus. It was just about the original comic book, print comic book issues from the 60s, done by the original creative team of Steve Ditko and Stan Lee. And, and we did an episode for every one of those issues. And so things that were outside of that purview, we sort of generally said no to. And we did a couple special ones, like about the movies mm-hmm. and a few other things. But for the most part, we weren't going to do this. Plus, we don't play video games. We're not video game guys. So like you know, I, I we owned heard a Nintendo about it. Switch. Before that, I owned a Nintendo Wii. I had like two games on each of these systems. Yeah, I haven't had a game since the Atari 2600 game system. Um, in, so so we weren't expecting that we would have anything to say about this. Yeah, we, we, certainly it's a worthy topic, but we wouldn't be the people to do it. And then I bought a PlayStation <laughs> 4 Slim and a Spider-Man game one day and started playing it. And loved it. And then at some point when I finished the the, the storyline, I, I texted to Will that I cried. <laughs> yeah, and I'd been hearing raves about it from everybody and how good this game was. So, And I went over to my friend's house, um, Alex Berg, a UCB performer out here in L.A. Oh, I, we're not in L.A. actually to record this, but in my hometown of L.A. And um, it was just really fun. And with Kevin's text, I was like, screw it. And then I bought a game system. Yeah. And I bought the Spider-Man game. And you haven't stopped playing it since. And it has ruined my life in that I can't <laughs> stop playing it. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, I have really enjoyed it. I, I love this game and we're going to rave about it in this episode. But maybe it's bad for me because I play it so much. Yeah, I only can play it after when my son is asleep, basically. And that I'm home and not too tired and my wife is not using the television, which really limited how much I could play uh, the game. And which I guess kept my sanity. I never I never like played for more than like 40 minutes at a, at a sitting. But I have no emotional obligations and I am an empty man with nothing but time. I had several nights of playing from 11 p.m. until 4 in the morning and then getting up the next morning and playing and then coming home. Uh, so I've played the main story through to completion three different times. <laughs> There's three different downloadable missions. Two of them I've played twice through, and then the third one I've played once through. That just came out a week ago. It came out last Friday. Yeah, I have not finished that one yet. I finished I everything finished else. I finished the main story by noon the day it came out and texted Kevin. He texted me. I had not downloaded it at that moment yet. Yeah. So I guess I'm a video game guy now, at least for this video game. Yeah, yeah, you know, all video games. Somehow they've all seeped into your head. So this podcast will be about Red Dead Redemption 2. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Grand Theft Auto 2. (laughs) We're going to cover both those games. Yeah. Um, No, but obviously I'm not a video game expert, but I do love this game. And so we we decided, you know, we got to do an episode on it. 
Um, so that's what that's what this is going to be. Yeah, we're already a little bit into it. We're that's already a little bit into right it. Now. Yeah. So um, I think it's interesting. I'm going to say right off that like it's so. It, oh, first of all, we're going to spoil everything. Oh yeah. So I don't think we can do a little talking without spoiling, and then we'll sure. do it. So so there's going to be a point where we're going to spoil the story of this game. I mean, you can't really spoil the mechanics and, and, the, and the yeah. Look we'll, of it. We'll, we'll do a little ta- non-spoilery talk, and then we'll very emphatically say, "Hey, stop listening now if you don't want to know what happens in the because this game has a story. If you don't want to know what happens in the story of yeah. the game, so but as of right now, you're safe. You're safe. We haven't said anything that spoiled it. Spider Man is in it. Hopefully, you knew that <laughs> it's a video game. Yeah, those are two things. There's ways to finish it. Oh, but yeah, that's a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but go on. So you were going to say? Well, I think it's interesting that the year that Spider Man's two creators die, Steve Ditko died in June, and Stan Lee just died like a month ago. Check or, out our podcast episodes. <laughs> check. Yeah, that's what's important. Check out the eulogy of these two oh, men that we did. We make a ton of money off those oh, eulogy baby. episodes. <laughs> that's us shallow oh, making yeah. money off oh, dead even, people. Steve baby. who? Ditko? Whatever. Cash in. <laughs> Steve Cashola, Cashola, Stan. Uh, Stan actually Cashola. <laughs> yeah, he is a well, well, he gets, wealthy dude. He just got a dollar for us saying his name. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, they both they, passed. This they both year. passed, and then two incredibly well done, loving, thorough adaptations of their mythologies come out. Not in the traditional medium. We have an animated movie that I, you know, we think is awesome, and did this like mm-hmm. loving, thoughtful adaptation of the Spider Man universe and then this video game which i think is also an incredibly like well thought detailed loving effective attitude i think it might be more affecting because the act of playing a video game is so immersive There's, even though i love the movie the, the movie's good there's it, playing that game i do feel like spider-man yes and that is so dumb because you're just yeah. holding a control in your hand i'm sitting on my sofa often with a cat on my lap yeah and i'm playing this game going i am spider-man <laughs> um when so, i i live i work in new york city and so when i played this game i would get off the uh, train going to work and i would be mad that i couldn't leap above everyone and start <laughs> web slinging after playing this game yeah I'd just sort of be like oh, it's so much slower getting around <laughs> people and if i was playing this game i'd be running along that wall yeah just and to, it's so effective. We're recording this in um, Connecticut. We're, we're it's the Christmas holiday, and Kevin and I are at our dad's house, um, crouched in crouched a bedroom. Over, yeah, <laughs> while everybody else is watching movies and yeah, they're watching and Hallmark out. movies and hanging out, being a family. We've said we're gonna go in the corner and talk about a video game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I landed this morning. Um, I took a red eye from L.A. and I got up in the morning. And then I put my bags in and I took a train. To Grand Central and then from Grand Central to Connecticut. When I was in Grand Central, I was just thinking about the part of the Spider-Man game that takes place in Grand Central. I guess that's a spoiler. Spoiler alert. Grand, Grand Central, Central is in New York and in, the, in this game. Yeah. And uh, when I was walking down the street, I was just like, ooh, I had the same feeling. I'm I, yeah. I'm currently relating to New York City mostly as a – because it is where this game takes place. Your ability to leave Manhattan is where you separated yourself from the game because in the game you can't leave you Manhattan. You can't leave Manhattan, Yeah. So here, here's Spoiler. a non spoilery description of joke. what this what this game is. Yeah. It's like you are Spider-Man. It takes place in Manhattan, and there is a story in which you have to fight several villains and go through several tasks and quests and yeah. um and you know, in the way that a lot of video games are, you you do certain battles and things that you're able to do via the mechanics of the game, and then you're shown like a scene from a story where there are characters that things happen. And over the course of the game, this, these stories evolve. And like a lot of games nowadays, I presume, you, I'm not we don't, we don't know. sure, yeah. but I presume you get uh, lots of extras. Like if you're playing this game, you get lots of different outfits and gadgets and like little things, some of which are uh, 
Easter eggs towards Spider-Man yeah. uh, mythos, and some of them are just references, yeah. well, flat out things that exist. Uh, so uh, that's also fun, just sort of like unlocking the ability to dress in certain ways and do certain things. Yeah, you gain certain powers and skills yeah. as you get more experience, uh, you know, yeah. and um, as the game gets harder and harder as it goes, but you also gain abilities as you go. Um, and so, and that, that's the the general gist of it. Oh, it also in the, I, I think the game that it's most similar to is the Batman Arkham games, which I've never played. I played only heard for about, about five minutes. I They were for sale on the PlayStation store for uh-huh. $5, the original game. So I bought them and they were very slow compared to the Spider-Man game. Yeah. So then I just went back and started playing Spider-Man. I think they're more. developed by different people, but, yes. but, but what, from what I've heard from video game fans that they, they sort of overlap in terms of the ways they engage you. Like you have a main story. But then there's lots of side missions that are optional, but that let you sort of play with the mechanics of the game and and gain experience and also just sort of have the fun of finishing a task. And that that's true in this game also. Yeah, and I think if I remember people playing that Batman game, it was like the first good superhero game in a while. Mm-hmm. Superhero games are notoriously people raved about those good. Arkham games. People like, love those Arkham yeah. games, and people told me to buy a PlayStation when those came out. Yeah. And I said, I would never buy a PlayStation just for a one game. Yeah, what do you I think said. I am? Do you think I'm such a child yeah. that I would spend hundreds of dollars to play one game? If you'll excuse me. A game, first of all, is $60. That's a lot of money. That right there is a lot. And you're adding another two to $300 for a gaming system on top of it? Yeah. What am I, a sucker? What am I, an idiot? So I did that. I did that too. Um, so that's that's generally how the game works. Yeah. And, um, so I can say without spoiling anything specific about the story that I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's here's a non-spoiler. So it's thing. the guy who's played it four times through. Yes, <laughs> if you didn't, if you couldn't pick yeah, up yeah. by that. But um, w- one of the things is you swing around Manhattan. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Spider-Man can web sling in this game. Yeah, and you do it, and it's and and people I've shown the game to. It's it's such a beautiful looking rendition of New York City and really detailed. It's not like 100% complete, of course, but it's like impressively complete. Yeah. And most like big landmarks, first tier, and I would even say second tier New York City landmarks, Manhattan landmarks that you can think of are in the game. Things like obviously Empire State Building, Chrysler Buildings in the game, Freedom Tower, but even things like and Madison Square Garden and stuff like that. But even, like, the neighborhoods are decently well yeah. approximated. If you go to, like, Wall Street, there's, like, glass office buildings. And then if you go to, like, Hell's Kitchen, it's, like, a little bit lower and sort of pre-war, sort of half-industrial, half-residential, Chinatown. Yeah. Uh, things like that. Are, oh, and all and the parks are, like, all there, the little the parks, parks. And the streets are relatively similarly mapped out. I mean, it felt like going around. I mean, I lived in Manhattan or in New York City for yeah. 17 years. It felt extremely familiar. I knew where I was just from looking. Yeah. In a cool, cool way. Like that, that really sucked me and it made me sentimental for New York city. Yeah. And the web slinging is easy. Yes. Which I think is because like, although I did it badly the whole first time through the game, but it's, it, it's but, set up well, but it's e- easy. Even, even it's, me doing it badly, you get around quickly. Yeah. You get around quickly. And I, I, I assume if I owned real web shooters, I could not use them. I would die immediately if right. I tried to use them. Yes. Uh, but Spider-Man, it's effortless for him in movies and in comics, and it's good that it's effortless in this game. It's, it's almost as easy as walking. It's easier in some ways. It, they do a good job of being like of, – of basically making it easy for you to function as Spider-Man, but then giving you lots of upside when you accumulate actual skill. Yeah. 
like you can get way better at web swinging than when you first begin, but mm-hmm. you can never like hurt yourself web swinging. You can't fall off a building and die. Like I was at the top of the Empire State Building on top of the needle, plunged to the sidewalk, and then you just kind of like land on your feet yeah, as if you fell 10 feet. And I think that's smart. Yeah, I think that's great. It would be an annoying game. I would have died so many more times. Yeah. I mean, it's hilarious when you fall that far and then just kind of like plop yeah. <laughs> onto the ground. But it's smart. Like who wants to worry about that? Yeah. Um, and the combat is also, I think, relatively easy. There are certain things that are very easy to do, and those things get you through many of the early battles so yeah. that you feel like you're playing the game. Which gives you just a chance to get good at everything. I mean, as a non-gamer, I was terrified that I just wouldn't be able to Me play too. this game, that I just wouldn't be able to do it, that I'd spend all this money, and that I would just fail a lot until I yeah. got tired of playing it. And that wasn't the case. There were things that were very hard. Yes, yes. But I was good enough at the game that I believed I could get good enough at those hard things. And I did. I was able was, to, I mean, I'm playing on the easiest level. Right. And so, okay. And one another one of the things is this game is so thought through in terms of spidey, nerdy specifics. For example, the levels of difficulty are labeled friendly is the easiest, like friendly neighbored Spider-Man, then amazing. And then spectacular, like the comic book spectacular Spider-Man, also amazing Spider-Man, yeah. I didn't say. And then the last one is ultimate. And those are all things that have been associated with Spidey titles. That's right. And it's that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so much fun. And I play I've played purely unfriendly and I've done uh, uh, and I don't regret it. I just want I, I did the whole the I did the whole first playthrough unfriendly and I did not regret that. And at it's all. not easy. It's not like a, it's no not like a gimme. It's not like it's just handing you the game. So that's good, too. If it was too easy, that would annoy me. I played through friendly once and then I did a second time on friendly. And then then I went did a third time through on spectacular. And I'm currently doing a fourth time through on ultimate. Uh, it's fun. I Maybe I'll play another time. <laughs> um, I got to finish this one first. So. um. I almost think we should jump the spoiler thing now because I want to start talking about like characters yeah. and like story decisions. This and won't stuff all like be that. spoiler stuff, but it. We're, I'm going to stop being careful. Let, let's. I'm going to s- propose that we do two versions of spoilery. I want to jump now into a spoilery section where we talk about like kind of like first act stuff, okay. like when you meet all the characters and the story. Sure. And then we'll do another spoiler jump where we go to the end. Okay. And we ruin the endings to talk about that. Okay. So we I just we just talk about the first act stuff. Okay. All right, so we're going to do that now. If you really want to know nothing about this game and you're going to play it, this is where you should stop listening. Yeah, you've already been spoiled that this game takes place in Manhattan and that there is web swinging. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Those slip through. Now we're going to get through some of sort Grand of like your central yeah, location. Oh, <laughs> we're going to get through some sort of first act stuff. Stuff actually you probably know of if you talked to anybody who played this game. Yeah. But hey, if you I really did I knew very little, so like if you want that experience, you should stop listening now. Yeah, but, I wasn't too spoiled on anything. Uh, Me either. And some, I had some huge surprises late in the game that I loved. Great. Right, so let's so talk about the initial stuff. spoiler. First, first act stuff. So first of I, all, first of all, even before this is barely a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. Uh, you get to play as Peter Parker and Spider-Man and the characters feel great to me. Spider-Man the is funny and Peter Parker is struggling, but in a believable way. It's so great. Yeah. They hit the tone. I mean, you know, we all relate to Spider-Man so much yeah. that we all have our own personal connection with him. And we want to feel uh, – and, and I think we feel like, oh, the way I think of Spider-Man is the right way. Yeah. And there are so many people who love him, each with a personal connection, that to try to like walk that tightrope of what will satisfy everybody 
seems so hard, but I think they did it. Yeah, I mean, in this game, Peter loses his apartment. He has recently been broken up with. Uh, his his job is bad, not well paying, and he loses that job as well. Yeah, so he's struggling a lot, but it's also like, you know, he's doing okay. <laughs> he he, but he has a job. He recently had a girlfriend. Yeah, he somehow seems like emotionally stable, but dealing with a lot. And you know, doing all this while fighting crime. Yeah. So the the sort of like personal problems of Peter Parker, which is like, you know, one of your tentpole aspects of his life, is well represented. Um, and there's things like I think the name of his landlord is is that is the right name that he had for a while, like Mr. Mullins or whoever. Things like the details in this are crazy. Yeah, it's Mar- Mary Jane Watson is his ex girlfriend. This isn't even important, but one of the a lot of games have like collections. You just collect things. Yeah, and you collect backpacks that Spider Man has stashed all around the city. Yes. And that's a good way when you're new like me to sort of like force you to explore the whole borough of Manhattan. It's it's pretty easy to do. So it's this accomplished. I really enjoyed the backpack yeah, collection. But each thing <clears throat> you get from a backpack is like a reference. Is an Easter egg or a reference to something from the Spider-Man yeah. mythos. And, and there's like 60 of them. There's 55 backpacks. Sorry. <laughs> you know this game too well. Yes. And Here um, are the 55 items. Number yeah, one. <laughs> I bet you I could name 30 of them oh, pretty man. easily. But, um, you could name two. Th- there's a range of like deep cut references like First Date, Mary Jane and Peter. Um, and then like Spider-Man plushie doll. Which, and then there's also like bigger things like uh, it'll be like early version of web shooters and they'll show the web shooters as they were drawn by Steve Ditko in the original right. comics, as opposed to the ones that we see in this video game, which are different. Or like the, uh, the magnetic, uh, inverter that he uses to fight the vultures. The vulture, thing. Yes, yes. like, so this gadget that only really has ever been shown in like the first comic where he fought him. There's a, there's a great sense of playfulness throughout this game, like a, a good balance of fun and drama. Like one of the things in the backpacks you get is like, um, a drawing that a kid made for you, yeah, and it's so sweet and fun and uh, loving, and I and I think that's great. Yeah. Um, uh, so do you want to talk about the the early story stuff? Or do you what do you want? I want to talk about the early characters. Like you, the other thing I want to talk about Peter Parker. One of the hardest things to get right about Spider Man is that he's funny, because is it's just very hard to be funny on purpose, and it and it's a specific type of funny, which yeah. is like it's Stanley funny, which is like sometimes it's just corny. Yeah. And it's funny because Spider-Man just thinks it's funny. It's like yeah. dad joke funny. Yeah. But sometimes it's like legit self-aware hilarious. And I and it's and it has to be funny and then also serve as sort of like Spider-Man is a happy person despite the tragedies in mm-hmm. his life, despite the emotional trauma that rears up. He is happy. And the humor is what it's you know, it's Stan Lee, I think his major contribution to the character is that humor. It's so crucial. And yeah, they, and it is a tough they nail it. He they can't nail be it. too silly. If he's silly, he's almost like comic relief. It's, he can't be stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this game nails it. Uh, nails he's it. really funny. He's well, really, really funny. The jokes are so good, I think. During our Christmas Eve dinner, Will and I were discussing some of our favorite quips from the, uh, yeah, from I the was, game. I instead was, of talking to our family. Instead of talking to our family, yes. Um, I'll try to think of some of them now. They, maybe these don't sound funny, but in the context of like being in the middle of a violent crime fight, and he'll say something like, um, Guys, this is a rent party. No, but seriously, I do need rent. Can anybody chip in for my rent? Right, right. Or when he's breaking up a counterfeiting ring, he's like, guys, counterfeiting's wrong. But could I have a couple bags of those or something yeah, like yeah. that? Um, another one is like, you guys are so annoying. The only way I would hate you more, the only way I'd hate you Sable guys more is if you were uh, c- 
collecting my student loans or something right, right. like that. Um, and then when he, when he does a fight in the East Village, he says something like, well, there's another neighborhood I can't afford to move into. Another reminder of a neighborhood I can't move into. Or he's fighting uh, escaped convicts. And he's like, it's nice that you didn't change out of your outfits. You can wear them right back to jail or something like that. Just yes, yes. Sort of commenting on what he's fighting as well. Um, or like there's there's bases in the game where you have to fight waves of criminals, mm-hmm. uh, increasingly difficult. Uh, that's something that that happens throughout the main story. And so in one of those bases, there'll be moments where a wave of people join the fight against him. And he's like, how come whenever there's a crowd of people, they're always wanting to kill me? Oh, that's right. Nobody likes me or something like that. Yeah. And Very those, self-deprecating. Those bases are also set up so they come at you like when one wave after another. There's generally six waves. Yeah. And the one I was just playing, there's some line about like, you know, if you guys all came at once, you might. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't give you advice. <laughs> I love it. I and love it's it. It's really great. It's sort of meta towards this game where I don't you've remember done the na- so many of those yes. bases. It's just it's it's self-aware enough that it's fun but not so much that it like it's undercuts not itself Deadpool, in a Deadpool where it's like he knows what's happening. He it's, knows he's in a video game yeah. or whatever. Um uh, I, I love it. I don't remember the name of the voice actor, but he's great at all the voice actors, I think. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so Peter, they nail the funniness, they nail the personal problems. They also nail the drama. Like you know, Aunt May's in this game. Mm-hmm. Aunt May, as always, the big emotional linchpin of Peter Parker. You meet her, and she, I love the character of Aunt May. Yeah. She's younger than the frail death's door Aunt May of the Ditko era, but she's not like young, hot Marissa Tomei of the Tom Holland movies, but she's kind of like a motherly, she's like a mom. It's interesting. I mean, I don't know when they started making this game, but a lot of the trappings make me think of the amazing Spider-Man. Stuff mm-hmm. like uh, the Peter Parker looks most like Andrew Garfield to me. Yeah. Uh, he does a lot of like diving off the buildings and sort of uh, skydiving almost. And that's very amazing Spider-Man. Oh, interesting. And Aunt May is sort of that age. I think Sally Field was Aunt May in that. Yeah. Uh, current Sally Field. And I think that sort of feels like this Aunt May a little bit to yeah. me as well. But, uh, you know, you've, there's there's moments of that relationship that are very moving. And I think they nail that. There's moments where he's very hung up uh, or he's very – uh Affected by Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. If you read Dan Slot's run, there's a lot of that too, because Aunt May is working at Feast, which is from Dan Slot's run, which is a charity organization uh-huh. that helps feed the homeless. Yes. I've heard of uh, that. And she works for Martin Lee, who runs it in the comics as well. Lots of stuff from the comics. Yeah. Um, uh, so the char- so let's, let's go over some of the other characters that I think are great. Mary, Mary Jane's a big departure. Yeah. She's not like... Uh, go, you know, face it, tiger. You hit the jackpot, Mary Jane. She's not a party girl. She's not a party girl dancer, Mary Jane. She's closer to a, like a young Lois Lane than yeah. anything else. She's kind of in a, uh, you know, love interest in old '60s Marvel comic books is always such a hit or miss thing. Mm-hmm. I think you have full license to try to improve those characters because our standards have gone up for what we, what we want in the love interest in in superhero stories, right? Um, I know she, you, you have a, you have a problem with the reporter role. I do feel like reporter as she's a, a, she's a reporter in this. She's a reporter for the daily bugle. Uh, and I do feel like it's an overused trope because of Lois Lane. Yeah. Uh, it's also like the Flash's girlfriend's a reporter. It just, it's, yeah. it's an easy go-to, uh, for, well, for her to be also invested in the same thing that our character is to have information that's yep. necessary. It's a, it's a nitpick because I love her in this game. I love her attitude, the way that she feels like an equal to Spider-Man. It's um, great. Yeah. But it's like I wish there was a way to do that without making a reporter, but it works in this game 100%. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I think we both love about this Mary Jane is she doesn't mind Peter Parker being Spider-Man. 
Yeah, you know, she's aware she, that he's Spider-Man. She accepts that it's dangerous. <laughs> Actually, she seems completely confident in his ability to handle the danger most of the time. She worries about him. There's a few moments in the game where Spider-Man's hurt and Mary Jane is oh, worried a, about there's her. There's a worried about him. terrific scene where she sees him really hurt and she's very scared. Uh, uh, not that I'm pleased to see her. Yeah. The, the emotional drama of that really affected me. But there doesn't seem to be moments where she's like, don't do this. Yeah, there's, there's not the... Yeah, not trying to stop him from being yeah. himself. Don't go to this prison break. You'll get hurt. That he's doesn't he's like that to her also because she puts herself in. You play her. Yes. You have times where you're playing her and she puts herself in dangerous situations. And they're incredibly dangerous situations. And she has no superpowers. Yes. And he doesn't. He know. He, he says something like, I know I can't stop you. Yeah. So next time do this to be safer. There's something. a couple moments where I think he says tries to talk her out of it, but he gives up on it real quick when he sees there's no hope. Yeah, she's like, oh, she's doing this. Great. Well, you're going to do it. And it's better for the game that, that yes. she does it. And it's like just enough to be like, this is a new thing you're doing. Ugh, don't get killed. And then she's like, well, what about you? And he's like, okay, good point. Well, um, go risk your life like me. Another one of the characters is Officer Yuri, Captain Yuri of the yes. police department. Sort of your best friend in the police department. He gives you inside information and you're working with her to bust all these. I always clubs. love it when Spider-Man has a high-ranking friend in the police force. Yeah. A Gene DeWolf, uh, a Captain Stacy. Yeah, it makes it makes logistical sense for him to be because he's a vigilante. He is an illegal entity. Yes, uh, but also like it, it Batman makes, needs Jim Gordon. Spidey needs somebody to let. But him. it makes sense there'd be somebody in the police force who's like, "This is a great tool for me to use." Yeah, good stuff happens with this guy. Yeah, so I'm going to work with him instead of like just shun him and shoot at him. There's a convention in the game where he in his he has a, almost an Iron Man level of tech. Yes. Which which is not very true to Spider-Man, but is very good for a video game and gives you lots of things you can do. For example, so his mask has basically like a cell phone in it and like a radar system and it's like tuned into the crime. Yeah, one of the network. first things you do is you sync up your radio with all the police towers so you get all the police alerts in your area. And it's I mean, they had such good judgment in this game because okay, on one hand Real big brotherish. It's uh, yes, but um, yes, but I think it's ultimately against police state stuff. Well, let me put a pin in that sure, for one yeah, second because sure. I think that's interesting. But like, it's not very Spider-Man to have a ton of tech. Yeah. But I want it in the game because it makes the game easy and it makes it fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm holding a controller. It's a techie thing. Like, yeah. just just do it. Like, they they departed from the mythology very um, smartly. Wait, now let's talk about this. Like, let's let's have a, let's have a big departure to the Big Brother thing because sure. like. Um, I think, I I think because it makes the game uh, handleable, Manhattan basically is a police state. Like Norman Osborn, who was the mayor and who was also like, also like a Lex Luthor sort of corporate technical, uh, Steve Jobs, Marvel, has created this uh, this monitoring system that the police has installed, so supposedly to help them. But it kind of just like spies on everybody and picks up things all over the place. Yeah, I, I just, I, a hero shouldn't be listening in on everything. Like, he can, like, track people's voices throughout the city. He's listening to all police alerts. It's like, I don't, theoretically, it feels like it's it's crossing a line. Yeah. Um, now it's it works for the game. It works for, sure. for the game. Uh, and I think he even makes a joke about it crossing a line a little bit. He makes jokes about it crossing a line. Um, and also Norman Osborn is not seen seen as a good guy in this. Yeah, we should talk a little bit about Norman just since we brought him up. He's not the Green Goblin yet in this game. Yeah, but there's huge hints that he is becoming the Green Goblin. We don't 
yes. see that happen. And he is that's the current spoiler. mayor and running for re-election. Yeah. He's also a business tycoon. Yeah. So he is basically a Trump-like mayor. F- I'm going to say Fisk is the Trump. Because okay. Fisk's tower is right where Trump Tower well, I is. I just meant that uh, he is a businessman who became yes, maybe right. more like Bloom, an evil Bloomberg. Yes, I, <laughs> I sign off on that metaphor. Okay, great. And um, and he's a big figure in this game. We see him in several cut scenes. Mm-hmm. I, I love his personality. We don't see Harry. Harry has left the country is what we're told. Yeah, Norman's son and Peter Parker's best friend, Mary Jane's best friend. Yeah, has left the country for reasons that are left unclear. We do get recorded messages from him so he's a presence in the game one yeah. of the side missions is doing scientific research missions that he had started yeah he, harry has started a lot of like charity research organizations to try to like use Make, his dad's money for good and peter is continuing that work so that the money is used for good and not taken back by norman for uh maybe not evil but malicious so even though so. we never see harry uh in this game he's a character in the game that's right uh, so yeah, we have Norman Osborn. I, I love his sort of like confident, evil, but ca- he's kind of like a Lex Luthor type, right? Like super mm-hmm. successful, but this he's got no moral center. Yeah, he doesn't do anything overtly publicly evil. He's 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 a self serving politician, at least at the start of this game. <laughs> yeah, um, it's revealed that he's maybe done stuff that's not good, but yeah, um, uh, for he's he's just kind of a slimeball politician for right. a long time. Another big character in this game is Dr. Octopus. You meet him very early. Right. Otto Octavius. He's not Dr. Octopus. He's just scientist Otto Octavius. He is your boss and you love him and he's working on prosthetic arms. Yeah. But anybody who's read the comic book for 10 seconds knows that Otto Octavius is Dr. Octopus. So part of the game is waiting for him to turn evil. Yeah, because his Which is happening early (laughs) and often. I mean, his research work is building arms. Yeah. Metal machine arms. Uh He's closer to the Spider-Man 2 movie, Dr. Octopus, than any other version I've seen. Yeah. Because he's like a good guy. He starts off as a good guy who has good intentions. Yeah. But part through circumstance, part, it's kind of like a Walter White. Like, was it in him all along right. to be evil? Seems like it. He's got like pride issues and status issues. We find out he used to work with Norman Osborn and maybe they were both sort of evil. Norman this is, is a, just more evil. A really fun turn. Is this from the comic book? Because like Norman's company is called Oscorp and his name is Osborn. So the company is OS Corp. But then when Otto reveals that he and Norman were like buddies in college and worked together, it was like they called us the O's. Like Oscorp was the O's Corp. Did you, oh, do you remember that? I didn't catch that. Yeah, uh, it's like, and so they sort of retroactively say Oscorp. I was once half of Oscorp, and I got like forced out. Yeah, and that's that, not from the comics. No, right? Norman forced out his partner. In yes, the comics, in the original, but it wasn't, but it wasn't, wasn't Otto Octavius. Octavius. Yeah. It's much more powerful to make it. I love it, Otto Octavius. Um, so he's got like a lot of pride and resentment about Norman Osborn and uh, Peter Parker turned down working for Norman Osborn to work for Otto Octavius because Otto's got. And more charitable aims. Yeah. He's trying to help people. He's trying to like fix people's limbs and yeah. like, and it would change the world. if He's Otto's working for so. a startup instead of like Amazon. Right. Um, I sign off on that metaphor too. Great. Thank but, you. Uh, I was so impressed with all these things when they got revealed. I love him working for Otto. I love Otto being mm-hmm. good. I love Peter having made the good choice to work for this charitable thing. It makes sense for his character to, to and also to be kind of be blind to Otto's super obvious corruption because he wants to believe this dude is good. Yeah. Also, Peter is um, shown to be a scientific genius 
who's making significant contributions to Otto's work. He's not just like a yeah. an intern. He uh, is like a collaborator. Eventually, when Otto has his arms. octopus arms, Peter helped make those work. Yeah. He built these weapons. Yeah. Which is good just for dramatic tragedy reasons. Yeah. And it's cool because we like Peter being a, a nerdy nerd. The game opens up with you fighting Kingpin. Oh, what a great opening sequence. So right away, right at the beginning, the Kingpin is on the run. He's been sort of, they've got proof against him. Uh, he's going to jail, but he has to get caught first. And that's up to Spider-Man to do. So you're going up against a major villain right away. It's a yeah. tough first battle, I thought. It's, it's as yeah, a neo fight. the tutorial fight goes, leads you through, I don't know how many, like something like eight or nine waves of fights to get to the Kingpin. And they happen immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, they do it really smartly. Like there's... If you fail on one, you just go back to the previous yeah. notch. You don't go back to the very, very beginning of all of that. So it's a nice you, thing for you Will make, and I is that every time you get beaten up, you just stand back up and it starts over like at the last checkpoint. There's no like needing to reload. You don't lose all your belongings. It's yeah. no setback really. And especially in that early battle, that's really crucial because yeah. you're learning a lot. That's right. And it's just this impressively huge battle. Like you beat the kingpin like in the first in the first sequence. Yeah. So you like by the time you started this game, you've caught a major, a John major character uh, villain. Yep. One of the big Spider-Man iconic people. There's a huge boss fight that's very satisfying with him. Star of the Spider-Verse movie. Yep. And it's um, the leading character of the Spider-Verse. Sort of the hero of the Spider-Verse movie. But it also kicks off the. <laughs> yeah. Right. The hero. The, the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's fun to see him as a villain for a change. Uh, normally he's such a good guy, a guy that I relate to and <laughs> yeah, want sure, to be yeah, like yeah. the kingpin. That's right. Um, it's uh, it, it's It was impressive that it also kicks off the story, though. Yeah. It's so, like this opening battle teaches you the mechanics of combat, gives you a lot of success while involving you in this dramatic, cinematic, huge, big battle. But then when you catch him and he's being led away to the police car, this is the first, I guess I'm spoiling first act stuff. We're, we're spoiling stuff, yeah. Um, he says, uh, you know, I was keeping order in this city. And without you, in one month, you'll wish I would, you'll miss me and wish you, or you, you'll want me back. Yeah. And it's said very, very deliberately underlined in a close up. And it made me think, like, oh, this isn't just a boss battle. This is the inciting incident that's going to kick off the story, which it does. Yeah. And there's little gang wars. And there are moments where Spider Man makes the comment, like, ah, Kingpin did keep order. Do I miss him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, love, I love it. That's like just like little comments that he makes after a winning fight. It's real great. Uh, another character we haven't talked about is J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about J. Jonah Jameson. Which is... You never see him. It's such a brilliant characterization. One of the best characters in the Spider-Man mythos, obviously. Yes. And executed... This might be my favorite adaptation of J. Jonah Jameson. Even more the than J.K. Simmons, Simmons, who wow. was so brilliant. So I, this is not light praise. But I laughed so many times at J.J.J. in this game. I don't... I, I'm going to go with J.K. over this, but I just because totally J.K. has all the original trappings, too. Oof, I mean, and he's, J.K. shouldn't work. I mean, the, Jonah, as a newspaper editor, shouldn't work. This should work a little easier. Sort of a podcasting, right-wing, liberal media, uh, right. Fox News-type character. He's like a Fox News-type. a better Rush. fit for Jonah than an editor of a major newspaper who is a functional, bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the tough things. J.J.J., as Stan Lee and Steve Ditko created him, was so nuts about Spider-Man that it's like, how can this guy be running a newspaper? Because yeah. he's insane. And J.K. sort of sells me on that. J.K. has moments of competence yeah. and sort of like outside of Spider-Man seems to be reasonable. Um, 
And it's probably just because of JK's like charisma and intelligence that it feels yeah. doable. Uh, yeah, you're right. In this game, we don't need him to be functional. He is just a um, conspiracy theorist, right wing right. guy who's obsessed with Spider Man, has a podcast where all he does is complain about Spider Man. Yeah, and Spider Man subscribes to it. So anytime there's a new episode, it's immediately beamed into your headset. So funny. And they're hilarious. Um, it really it serves as like a ventriloquist doll commenting on the action and like making fun of what you do. Yeah. Um, because you know, he hates everything Spider-Man does and he'll and he seems to he's informed about whatever you're just doing. Yeah. So, for example, you do a crime early on in the game. There's little gangs of crime spring up in the wake of the Kingpin's capture. And then so one of the things you have to do is fight a certain number of crimes in each neighborhood, gaining experience all the while, gaining skill. But you lose some of those, right? Because you're like learning. Like I would, get, I, I would get killed those. in those because we hadn't played video games. Yeah. So then sometimes you'll get killed. The game will reset as if that battle didn't happen. But then JJJ will come up and be like, Spider-Man was on a high speed chase and let the guy get away. Yeah. What kind of scumbag is this? He says he's a hero. And it's, he's clearly in league with, you know, whatever it is. It is great. And uh, when you do these side missions that are very silly – uh, there's tons of little side missions, and one of them, the most ridiculous of them, is chasing pigeons. There's a there's a homeless guy who has pigeons. Uh, he's like stays at feast, which is how you know him, and he's lost his pigeons because he got kicked out of his like apartment. And um, or I guess he wasn't homeless, but like yeah, now yeah. he's homeless. Or and you need to catch his pigeons to bring them back to him. Yeah, it's a dumb part of the game. It's just to make you better at web singing, I guess. And it's chasing. a web singing challenge, yeah. Uh, but Jonah makes fun of you for that as well. Spider Man has been seen chasing pigeons. Yeah. Uh, well, there's like one mission where you you have to like turn off the electricity in a building or something. Turn off the water pressure. Turn off the water pressure, and then that creates a problem that you have to then solve. And uh, it's one of Harry's research. And missions. Jonah talks about that too. He was seen. Mess- Everyone's saying, "Oh, he saved us from this water pressure problem. He caused it, people. Yeah, he was seen turning it before, which is true. Yeah, uh, I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's all really great. Um, they're they're really worth listening to. When they come up on the game, just like I stopped and would listen to that. I would stop in the building and just listen. So there's so three downloadable missions you can play after you finish the main one. And one of them is the black cat, um, your former love interest and yes. thief and bad, bad guy. That's right. Um, it's all about like uh, working with her sort of against your wishes. Um, and in that one, JJJ says, you know, there used to be another black cat. Of course, the, you know, a man. Uh, of course, like everything else these days, they had to update it with a woman or something <laughs> right. like that. They had to reboot it with a woman. It's like, it's like a modern yeah. alt, um, men's right activist sort of take in the game. It's like so funny. Um, yeah. I mean, this Jonah's great. He's he's purely comic relief and it's his, a best use of him. Uh, you meet lots of villains in this game. And I'll say every villain has a distinct personality yeah. that's very fun and like well articulated. And some of them are serious and some of them are some of them are less serious, but they all have a good personality. One of the first you meet is a shocker. Yeah. Who probably has the least personality of uh, he's mostly just a crook. Yeah. Uh, which is he generally gets that card in the comics and in the cartoons and the movies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but even he looks cool and he's fun. And Spidey. Uh, kind of basically is they let you know like he's never he's not he's like oh Herman's a cupcake I'll get him really quickly it's only distinctive is like oh why is he going after such big he's going yeah. after a pretty big robbery and it makes you think that there's yeah something bigger afoot which there is so even his lack of personality is used to mm-hmm. further the story it's like why is this bland 
unambitious villain doing something big. Somebody must be ordering him around. Uh, so now let's let's go deeper spoilers. Yes, this is even deeper. So if you haven't finished the game or you now just we're started go playing the game, this just stop listening at this point. We're going to ruin stuff. Played the game or plan to never play the game. Like yeah. you and me, we've like, never planned. We never thought we would do this. Yeah, so we would listen to this past you and me. Okay, so the game heightens a lot. Yes. Um, it, the stakes go up very, very high, leading to an incredibly satisfying ending. I was sold on the game in Act 1, swinging around Manhattan. Where it seems like your only real villain is Mr. Negative. Yeah, Martin uh, Lee, the head of Feast, who is Mr. Negative. I thought the game was going to be mostly fighting him, and then Doc Ock would be come born at the end of the game sort as, of a as a prequel sequel yeah sort of as like this will be game two fighting doc Ock. right and i was like okay and that's fine with that it was a good game the game was so fun the crime was so good the quips were so good the characters are so good i would have been totally satisfied yeah. if it was just you come up to martin lee and beat him and maybe people who play lots of games would say that's not enough but we, i don't know enough i was just like this is plenty i feel is, like spider-man uh, yes uh but um but that's really um that's just like the first two acts the, fir- the end of the first act is when Martin Lee bombs City Hall, killing Miles Morales' dad. Yeah, so Miles Morales gets introduced into this game. Yeah, and you play him as a non-powered person, um, and you and you do meet him. Uh, I love that Miles is in the game. You don't get to play Miles as Spider-Man, but it's fun that he's in this. And you introduce him to Aunt May where he begins to help with Feast. He works with Aunt May at Feast. Yep. Um you get a good feel for Miles's personality, not nearly as much as the movie, of course. Yeah, but you, you get a decent feel for him as a—he's a nerdy fanboy, Spider-Man loving, yeah, kid. Uh, his dad's a cop. You do meet his dad, and you and you as Spider-Man and his dad do a fight together—a pretty big fight. Yeah, and they then work together, and then he wins a medal dies. for that. And when he's getting the medal, is when Mister Negative blows up a bomb. Um, trying to basically make Mayor Osborn look bad. And one of these things that if you think about it, I don't quite know the logic here, yeah. but by killing a bunch of people at a Mayor Osborn event, it's supposed to make the mayor I think, look bad. I think bad. the mayor's trying to say the city is safer. Okay, yeah. And so here at the thing where he's like, let me award you, cop, as part of the reason right. we're safe. And then, oh no, everyone here got killed. Yeah. Um, that's the end of Act 1. That makes Spider-Man a little more grim and angry. Yeah. There's Martin Lee as a bunch of criminals working for him called the Demons. So there's a bunch of demon fights and Spidey's very mad at them because they're part of this bomb thing. Yeah. All during Act One is like fun and games against small time crooks. Then the demons blow up City Hall and Act Two is like these demons are bad news. And there are bombs. There there are bombs. There's some sort of chemical warfare bomb that's out there. They're 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 higher stakes criminals. Mm-hmm. But then Act Three. Yeah. Is way, way bigger than I expected. Yeah. The I, end of Act 2 is crazy. Yeah, the end of Act 2 is there's a prison break. Yes. At the supervillain prison. Two prisons. There's at right. Rikers and this, there's, there's two prisons in this game. Rikers, which is a real prison, and that's where your thugs go. But then right next to it is a place called The Raft, which is like the Arkham Asylum yeah, yeah. of. Where all the supervillains are kept. Yeah. And there's a huge prison break where everyone from there escapes, and you go there to try to stop it. And in doing so, also have to fight basically the Sinister Six. It's like you're 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 swinging around New York and you get very acclimated to fighting little gangs of eight to ten, and then you go to a base and, and you I fight sort like of got adjusted or... the fact that there weren't many supervillains in it, which we're fine with. Yeah. Then you go out of nowhere. You're in the middle of this huge chaotic prison break. You're fighting the Scorpion, Electro, Vulture, uh, Mister Negative, Mister Negative, and Doc Ock, and Doc Ock, and the Rhino, 
And the rhino. Jeez. Yeah, it's a rhino, scorpion, vulture, electro, Mr. Negative, and Doc Ock. Those are the sinister six. six. So Mr. Negative's in for Mysterio. That's right. And uh, rhino's in for Craven. Yeah. Of the original sinister six. That's right. Um, so it's like um, a huge uptick in terms of like your Spider-Man geeky. And you have to fight all six of them at once, and they beat you. They beat you, which totally makes sense. And then I think I, I always... This is not explained overtly, but this is partly what I loved about the game. I basically believe that Doc Ock knows that – well, we find out later. We He does know that Peter is Spider-Man. Yeah. And I think he saves Spider-Man out of like a last shred of loyalty to this guy that helped him make yeah. his arms. Otto is a father figure to Peter. And, and so he, both ways. he says, first and last warning, stay out of our way, and throws him into the East River. Um. And so he survives after being defeated by the Sinister Six. And it's just Doc Ock who's in charge. I think that let that that's the justification for yeah. it in my mind. And then also at this point, uh, is that the point where Silver Sable? Sable has already been in, in, introduced. But that's where Silver, Silver Sable, who's been sort of helping the police stem uh, the Mr. The demons. crimes, now is given martial law control right. of the city. So now there are like super powered uh, uh, armored soldiers Fighting escaped convicts, supervillains, demons, regular criminals everywhere the in the city. The third act of this thing, New York City is under martial law. And under siege. There's criminals everywhere. Rikers criminals and orange jumpsuits are everywhere. There's just like sniper rifles. Whenever you swing around the city, you're just constantly getting shot at, which yeah. is terrifying. There's very, very few civilians in the streets anymore. Everyone's hiding inside. There are some, but it's like the streets are basically empty. Uh, there's secret police who have been given license to harass civilians and just sh- and you are now an enemy of them and they're trying to shoot you. Mm-hmm. You're blamed for the prison break. And then there are these six supervillains at large. Uh, so that, it's, and, that's, and that's act three. And it was crazy. It's yeah. awesome. It was ins- it, <laughs> overwhelming. Game, and it feels like, am I doing bad? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> did, did I screw up? Worse. Uh, and during that act, like it's raining all time. Like the first act is blue skies. And then the third act is like it's constantly raining. Yeah. Uh, the bases escalate. The Rikers dudes have set up prisoner camps, which are basically like a prison yard is in like yeah. the East Village. And they're like capturing just citizens. You have to like basically free New Yorkers from these super evil super soldier camps. Yeah. I mean, those it's are great. Inst- extremely satisfying. I love those camps. Uh, I mean, to fight them. They're they're very hard, but by that point you've accumulated a lot of skill. Yeah. It's so much fun, uh, and I, I was blown away by how heightened this act was. Yeah, I was like, oh, I did not expect this, and I don't know what's going to happen. And it was such a fun feeling, and I got completely wrapped up in the story. Like I wanted to know how the movie ended, basically. Yeah, and while this is all going on, you're still getting like Easter eggs about like uh, Norman Osborn's Green Goblin research, like he's researching pumpkin bombs <laughs> and, yeah. and, and yeah. goblin gliders, and uh, like there's still like little, there's still all that stuff still happening in the background, simmering for future games. Um, there's also lots of s- sidetrack here. There's there's small little Easter eggs. I'm sure I even missed some, but like there's a side mission where somebody is dressing up as Spider-Man up in Harlem and like basically well-intentioned trying to stop criminals because he's inspired by you. Mm-hmm. You find out about it and you realize this guy's going to get himself killed. So your side mission is convincing this fake Spider-Man to stop. Which you do, and he, and he and this guy talks to you and says, "I can't believe I did it. Thank you for saving me." And he goes, "I'm not doing this any again." Spider Man, no more, which is like the title of a big yeah. Spider Man comic from the John Romita era. Uh, the Black Cat is not in the main game, but she does like she has been breaking into places and you're following her trail. Yeah, and she's basically just like 
luring you around to distract you while she steals something. Yes. Uh, and then gifts you with a suit. Yeah, you get like a suit that she gives you, which is a cool looking suit. Cool it was suit. one of my favorites. I wore it for a while just because I was flattered that my ex-girlfriend wanted to give me such a nice gift. I, you played this game trying to like be true to the story. You, yeah. you played as you thought Spider-Man would. Yeah, one, one of my big things was when I was swinging around, even if I was swinging to like save somebody, if there a crime happened right near me, I always went and stopped that crime going, Spider-Man wouldn't swing over crime and not. I swung over all those crimes because the martial law period, there's so many gangs afoot. I'd be like, I'm only worried about the big guys. I stopped most of them. <laughs> it slowed me down a lot, but it felt right. It felt well, right to, to fight those guys. You told me that, and then when I played it through a second time, I felt guilty for having abandoned the city. Yeah. And so my second playthrough, I did stop at every gang because also I was just better at fighting too, yeah. so I knew I could could do it better. I toyed with the idea of like – because. All these like uh, uh, bands of just shooting criminals that aren't actual crimes. When you defeat them, they go away permanently. Is what I read. I was like, what if I just defeated them all? What happens in this game? Yeah, but that, that's a lot. <laughs> it's so many. Yeah, there's um, like three gangs just on top of Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's right. I defeated all of them. I did that too. Yeah, I, I went to my old neighbor. I used to live in the Upper West Side, so I went to approximately where I lived and I cleaned up that area. Ugh. <laughs> What about where I used to live on the Upper East Side? Sorry, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, uh, oh, another another little Easter egg is at some point during the third act when he's overwhelmed, he's like, God, I wish I could clone myself. <laughs> and I feel like any clone reference in a Spider-Man yeah, game yeah. is a reference That's a to that. It's a very loaded, a loaded reference. Um, somebody found an incredibly well-hidden Easter egg that I just saw. I showed Kevin this yeah. on YouTube today. Uh, that, like, at one point, Mary Jane is in Norman Osborn's apartment trying to find out what happened to Harry, trying to find out what... This technology called Devil's Breath that he's developing in Dr. Octopus. She's snooping around Osborne's apartment. She's Lois laning it up. She's Lois laning it up. And she finds it. And, and part of the mystery is like, what happened to Harry? Mm -hmm. uh, you don't totally get that answer, but you you verify that he did not go to Europe as you thought. Yeah. And one of the clues is a hospital bill where um, he's been getting treated for a very serious disease. On that hospital bill, the invoice number is... Like ASM thirty one, and then like nineteen sixty five oh one something, and it's like issue thirty one of Amazing Spider Man, and then the date January nineteen sixty five that it came out, which is the first appearance of Harry Osborn, also the beginning of the Master Planner saga. Yeah, yep. And then another invoice on that same bill is the time when Harry Osborn becomes the Green Goblin. Yeah. What a deep cut Easter egg. I love yeah. it. It's just like, hey, I need to put an invoice number here. Better make it mean something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, and I'm. Uh, We're skipping over, I mean, a lot of stuff. There's no way we can cover everything. Yeah. Um, but it's just also just interesting that the slight changes, even to these villains that we let loose, like the Scorpion is more of a mercenary than a madman. And I really love that change. Yeah. The original Scorpion in the comics, Matt Gargan is just like a crazy man who loves money. And he's a little bit empty as a person. He's just crazy. He's just a total psychopath. And this, he's very much a mercenary. Uh, he just felt like a better character to me immediately. Yeah. Uh, I think Norman being, uh, Norman is trying to save Harry. We find out Harry has been sick. Yeah. His wife died of a disease and now his son has the same disease. And, and that, and this devil's breath, that becomes like a, a, a plague. A plague. And a oh yeah, they release warfare. a plague in the third act too. Yeah, there's a plague going around, and that plague uh, was it was an attempted cure for Harry. It's like not the worst thing in the world. He was doing it sort of uh, illegally. Yeah, he's uh, got emotion. He's, you have a but sense, you have sympathies son, for him. Yeah. yeah, he's not just evil. It's very interesting, um, which makes Norman a better character. Uh, 
yeah, the character Electro is like kind of like this kind of trashy scumbag that just like talks trash. Mm-hmm. Um, I like all their personalities yeah. in this game. Uh, Martin Lee is a sympathetic character. Right. Martin Lee uh, is the guy who runs Feast and be- gets becomes Mr. Negative. Yeah. Uh, he was traumatized as a kid. He was given some treatment by Norman that was supposed to heal him or help something? him. Yeah. Or help his family or something. I don't know. But it, like created this like thing. It went wrong and killed his parents. It made it so that he, he killed his parents by accident. Right. Sort of. And so he wants to have revenge against Norman, but yeah. he's this traumatized kid. He also opened feast and stuff. I yeah. don't know. I, I dug it. It doesn't seem like Martin Lee's completely in control of his evil side. Yeah. Like some rises up completely. or something. Um, there's a lot of boss battles at the end where you start facing all the big guns. Generally two at once. Um, very hard. Very fun. Yeah, the first one that I did was a vulture and electro. electro at the same time. Man, that was tough. I think you told me that. You were like, yeah. And because of that, I did it. I think I did it. I did it first time because I, I kind of reared right, up for well. it. Well, the shocker, when you, one of the early things that happens is you meet the shocker and the, the way that battle is framed is you have to chase him through Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And once you catch up to him, you have to catch him twice and then it's over. Yeah. The fight, there's no actual fight. It's just a web swinging challenge. I was so bad at web swinging. <laughs> I did that. It took me over a hundred tries. Because I started, I probably was higher than that. I just started counting. I was like, I wonder how many this is going to be because it's already been like 20. And I got over 100. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I am bad at this. Because <laughs> you kept going. I mean, I was like, I'm going to do this and not play the game anymore because I'm obviously not good enough. Yeah. But I was so excited when I finally did it. And I got better at web swinging. Yeah. There was, certain, there was a certain function I wasn't doing right, guys. And once I figured it out, I got a lot better. Uh, the scorpion poisons you at some point in this game. Yes. And you start, like, hallucinating. Yeah, you, it, that the whole city's covered in poison. Yeah. It felt like a cool, even though it wasn't, a uh, Mysterio battle. Yeah. It felt like such all these illusions and you didn't know what was real and what wasn't. You do meet a version of Mysterio in this game. Right. You meet a, a kid Does in it, a Mysterio costume dressed in the classic Ditko Mysterio costume and you chase him through a hall of mirrors. It's fun. It's really fun. All the classic costumes were at that party. Yes, there's a Halloween party at a ESU, which is the New York University analog. And yeah, yeah all the Ditko costumes are there. Yeah. It's great. It's really fun. Uh, yeah, the old Vulture costumes there. Yeah. Uh, the Black Cat who shows up in the DLC episodes that you can download later is a great character. Oh, she's so... Uh, she, I think she's the best of those she DLC is your characters. Ex, she's your ex-girlfriend, which is right from the comics. A little less loopy maybe than she is sometimes in the comics, but just very competent. A little more Catwoman, a little less right. Black Cat, but Catwoman's a better character, so I approve of the change. I t- Hey, man, take what's good. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man and Batman have always overlapped. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously at fundamentally very different stories, but they overlap a lot. Vigilante in the city, mm-hmm. doing what's good, you know. Um, so they basically borrow Arkham yeah. with Raph. They borrow Catwoman and the Black Cat, as the comics do. But this is getting long. Let's. Do you want to get into the yeah. Doc Ock? Let's get to the end. end stuff. Yeah. So now we're gonna go to the very end of the story. And this Kevin played this and said, "I I cried at the end." And yeah. I was like, "No, I'm not gonna cry. Like I'm loving this game, but I can tell I'm not gonna cry." Yeah. And I did. <laughs> yeah, it got me good. You, you fight these villains. The only one left to fight is Doctor Octopus. Yes. Who. Your father figure. Your father figure, and you're trying to beat him and save him, basically. Kind of Luke Skywalker trying to tell Darth Vader there's still good in him sort of move. Uh, And then Doc Ock reveals he always knew you were a Spider-Man. Yeah. And he's been fighting you anyway. Like, he didn't have any such uh, stuff holding you back. And it really breaks your heart. Yeah. 
But he's sort of been lying to you this whole time. I love that moment. It's 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 a moving it's yeah. a moving thing. Um and so yeah, you're devastated. You're very abandoned and by this. While father. you're fighting him, Aunt May has caught the plague. Right. Dr. Octopus released a plague into Manhattan, the one that was developed by Norman Osborne. Right. And so um Morgan Michaels, who actually is Mobius the Living Vampire, yeah, right. but Mobius. not in this game, but that's, that's right. who that name is. Yep. That's um, right. Uh, is a scientist working for Osborne, develops a little bit of a cure, but Dr. Octopus gets that cure. Mm-hmm. And so you have to not only defeat Dr. Octopus just because he's a bad guy, you need to get the cure from him. It's very Master Planner Saga. Yes. Um, oh, there's also a Master Planner Saga Easter egg right in the beginning. Do you get covered up in rubble? Yeah, and he has to and he has to haul it off himself, and it looks just like Master Planner stuff. I don't know if I totally saw does it the shape of the thing and everything. I took a photo of it. I'm going to show you when we're done recording okay. this podcast. <laughs> I believe you. Um, anyway, anyway. I mean, anytime you push anything off yourself, I think I'm in the master planner saga, so. <laughs> yeah, even like when, um, even like when a, a jacket is on me and I, I put yeah. it on wrong, Ooh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Gotta do it for it, man. <laughs> it's easy to take off a jacket. <laughs> Anyone can take off a jacket when it's light. <laughs> when it's a heavy winter coat. That's when, that's when hero. real heroes step forward. Um, uh, guys, anyone who's taken off winter coats, you're a hero. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you're fighting Dr. Octopus, defeat him to get this cure for Aunt May. She, oh, yeah, so she's dying of a disease. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to beat Dr. Octopus. And I'm thinking, they're going to do this like Master Planner. You're gonna, it's the Master you're Planner gonna, You're going to beat Dr. Octopus, get this cure, and save Aunt May. In the last second, you're going to save her. It's very clear. It's going to happen. You do defeat Dr. Octopus. Yes. You get away with the thing. But then, this twist I did not see coming. Neither did I. I was not ready for it. You go back to Feast to save Aunt May. But Morgan Michaels, the doctor, says, hey, I need this... To make a cure for everybody. If you use it on May now, on Aunt May now, I won't have enough to save everybody. So you basically have to pick between: Do I save Aunt May now and let everybody in the city die, or save everybody in the and city? And the doctor leaves it up to you. He goes, "I'll give you a minute." So he leaves you in the room. You could just save Aunt May. Yes. And and Peter at that moment, I'm playing the game. It. I'm thinking he's got to save Aunt May. You always save it. I was thinking you're going to save Aunt May, and there's another battle to save New York City. That's what I thought was going to happen. And in my mind, I'm like, "Oh no." I know what's going to happen here. He's not saving Aunt May. I knew it. Here's before we even get into the moment that made me cry. To me, it's the difference between Peter Parker in this game versus the comic book that he's more of an adult. Yeah. A teenage Peter Parker would have saved Aunt May. But this is Peter Parker lives on his own, is in a semi-serious eight, eight relationship. years removed from yeah. the death of Uncle Ben. Yeah. And I think it's like he knows what he needs to do. But the way they play it out is perfect. He almost does it, right? He, he takes goes, the thing. He's an inch away from just injecting it into Aunt and May. And then Aunt May wakes up. She's sort of in a half coma-ish situation. She wakes up uh, and Spider-Man says, like, you're going to be okay, ma'am. Yeah. And she goes, take off the mask, Peter. Yeah. And already oh. I'm starting to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. The, every time in comics, and it's sad that it happened more than once, but Aunt May, <laughs> they always make this thing of like Aunt May knowing that he's Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it works so well. Yes. Not every time. Most of the times. Yeah. Um, let me see my nephew. Yeah, take uh, off. I want to see my nephew. I've, she's like, how you've known us? I've known for a while. Yes, I'm I so was proud of, so proud of you. Oh, God. Your so... uncle would be so proud of you. Yeah, I love it. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And she goes, yeah, you do. You yes, know the you right. do. And I was like. I think he says, I don't know the right thing to do. She goes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. She just knows that. It's my time and you got to save Peter everybody. Parker's not going to kill the city. Yeah. To and neither is Aunt May. No. Right? And Aunt May couldn't. Wouldn't love him the same way if he made that decision. And then she dies. She wouldn't be the So, yeah, she just dies. 
Aunt May dies in this game, and she, it's brutal. It's brutal, and I did not see it coming. Like, 30 seconds before it happened, I didn't see it coming. And I'm, like, playing this game. It's, like, 3.30 in the morning or something like that. And I'm devastated. I'm devastated that it happened. The moment the doctor leaves the room, I'm like, I'm going to let Aunt May. I'm going to watch Aunt May die? You're not going to do this to me. I was in denial up until the moment it happened. And one of the uh, this is such a stupid digression in an already too long podcast, but Flash, the CW Flash show season one, the whole season he wants to go back in time and save his mom who gets murdered. Yes. And he finally goes back in time and uh, another version of himself like looks at him and goes, don't do this. Yes. Says, don't save your mom. And so Barry on Barry on has to watch as his mother die. Watch his mom die. Yeah. Like and he did as a kid. And it's well, he was taken out of the room when he was a kid. Oh, OK. And it just happened, and he was like, he was a child. But now he's, as an adult, he's watching it, watching it happen. I'm like, oh, it's brutal. Same thing in this game. It's just like, it's an amazing. You have to be in the room, and you could save them. I watched Flash season one, and that episode was incredible. In your hand is the ability to save this person. Yeah. That means everything to you, and you have to choose not to do it. That's it's brutal. Very powerful. It's brutal. Stuff. And I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Um, sorry, New York. Sorry, New York. Yeah. Um, so, such a good and satisfying ending. So then she dies. He does save the city. Um, he gets back with Mary Jane. There, besides that, it is a relatively speaking happy ending. Yeah, Miles during this game has been uh, uh, bitten by, by spider. a spider that Norman was uh, uh, breeding to try to replicate Spider Man's powers. Yep. Uh, so now Miles has Spider Man powers, and uh, Peter's going to help train him. That's that's instead of Doctor Octopus being the tail end of the game. The tail end of the game is Miles getting his. Yeah, Miles revealing his powers to Peter Parker, and Peter revealing that he is Spider Man as well. Yeah, um, there's a neat there's a neat little thing in the game where you're a lot. You can go visit Uncle Ben's grave. It's up mm-hmm. in the cloisters. Yes, and if you do that during the game, you see it. Uh, you can interact with it, and you have a little talk with the grave, and it's sweet. But if you do it to the end of the game, Aunt May's also there, freshly yeah. buried. I didn't make it till afterwards, so by the time I got there, both both of them were there. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a, a cool, or I don't know if cool is the right word, but like a, a moving and sort of impressively thought through detail. Yeah. Um, and the game blew me away. I was, yeah. I was, I was, I, I again, I was sold in Act One. <laughs> yeah, <I was> sold. <laughs> now I'm like, that would have been a lame game. <laughs> now that I know how good it was, um, there's three. Do- we're not going to get into these in much detail, but there's three downloadable chapters, which I think were great. I think they're really fun, and I just want more. I would play a hundred more of these. Obviously, compared to the main game, they do not have the emotional arc, although they do have some punch. Yeah. Um, but so it- these are slight spoilers on the DLCs, I guess. Yes. I don't know what we're going to say, but just in case. Yeah, slight spoilers in the DLC, but like the first chapter is the black cat. And her thieving, and then the second one is Turf Wars, where Hammerhead, this mob boss, is, mm-hmm. like, stepping up a gang war. So the, the Black Cat is more like an emotional story with a couple of battles and some challenges. Because Turf, Turf Wars is all fights. It's Peter like, sort of cares for the Black Cat, even though he's conflicted. she's sort of a criminal. Well, she is a criminal, but not a murdering criminal and doesn't quite know what's going on. She seems like she's helping the mob and he doesn't know. Yeah. And she also reveals that they have her child. Yeah, and, and sort of implies it might be Spider-Man. Yeah, so it's an emotional story, and it's it's yeah. captivating. It's also very fun watching him talk to Mary Jane during all of this. It's really the great. Black Hat character is awesome. She's great. It's it is very Catwoman in the best way. Yep. Second one, Turf Wars, is like mob boss. It's fights. It's like way harder fights than anything you had. Probably the, the hardest part of the game with some of those fights. And I really enjoyed that the escalation of yeah. that. And then Captain Yuri uh, gets involved in this, and she's starting to doubt. 
whether policing is the way to really yeah, stop she wants guys to kill the villains instead yeah. of capture them. She's a punishery. And then the third one is Silver Sable, the head of the secret police force. Yeah. Uh, is conflicted because her home country is a civil war, and so she's come. And ha- she's come back to a fight very, Hammerhead. A very popular character in the '90s in the comics and the '80s too. On oh, the '80s, yeah. She, she had her own series at some point. I think it was in the '90s. Okay, she had a real big Silver Sable. Maybe in the I'm wild wrong. I, I feel like I remember. She might have been late '80s, like not long after Gene DeWolf's Silver Sable coming into. It's very likely she got real big in the '90s. Okay, cool. She's a great character. Yeah. Um. And, and those are very fun. They they don't have the ambition or the scope of the main story, but yep. they're they're really fun. And I have hundred percent of them. And I'm a maniac, and I'm a maniac. Sure, and, I'm still playing the third one, so I haven't gotten quite quite to the end of it all. Um, anyway, obviously we love this game. There's you know it's weird. Lots we didn't talk about. Those these side so missions have a lot of personality. About. There's lots of little Easter eggs in the game. You have to take pictures of landmarks in the main game, and that takes you on basically a tour of both. New York City Easter eggs and Marvel Universe Easter eggs. Right, you go to like Nelson and Murdoch's law offices. Yeah, you'll so you'll go to like, you know, the the New York City Public Library, but then also like the Daily Bugle or this Wakanda the Sanctum Sanctorium. Yes, that's very corny, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah, that's love a pretty it. window, but I get the feeling there's something strange going on <laughs> in there. Uh, the Avengers Tower from the movies is in the game. Yep, looks great. Uh, they should build that in New York. They should do that, please, and um, and we love it. And I don't know what to say. And like, and uh, and I'm become obsessed with it. And uh, if there's, you there's, have any tips, and we're just spoiling everything. There's hints that Harry is going to become Venom because, like, you see him in a tank in like with a lots lab, of webs and stuff. Uh, and it, like, you see sort of Venom-like tendrils coming off of his hands. He's yeah. sort of in a tank, being protected while this disease maybe is trying to kill him. And maybe that whatever's happening to him is the disease or a cure or yeah. something. We're not quite sure. Well, I, I was completely blown away by how good this game was. It's completely affecting to be immersed in the character this way. Yes, it's a game. Yes, there's lots of things where you just reset when you die and the villains are behaving dumbly because they have to be like little robots that you could defeat. None of that takes away from the emotional impact. Last night when I was going to sleep, I could see the map icons yeah. uh, uh, of like the city warning me like where crimes were. Yeah. Uh, that's how much I've been playing it at night. Every night I play it and then I go to sleep. So it's like, it's sort of affecting my dreams. I have, I have sort of itchy fingers during the day because I want to get back to, to playing it. Well, anyway, k- kudos to the many people, the army who made this a oh, wonderful game and thank you for doing it. I yeah. feel blessed as a spider fan to be around for into the spider verse and this game. I can't believe I gotten to, I've gotten to play this game. I can't, I live in a either. world where Spider Ham is in a movie, <laughs> and I got to pretend to be Spider Man in, in, in a very really affecting good way. video game. Yeah, so and people seem to get the characters and love the characters and make changes that are smart, make sense, and are are, are are good changes, not just changes to make it different. They didn't like make Otto not become Doctor Octopus because it's too obvious. They made the story so good it didn't matter that it was obvious. Yeah, and and the and the deviations from the from the sort of canon seem really smart, and they yeah. pay off greatly. There's a there's a Mary Jane Spider Man moment in the third act, where he saves her, and he basically hasn't saved her the whole game. But there is a moment where she needs him, and he grabs her and he goes, "You're crazy," and she goes, "You're amazing." I love it. Yeah, it's because she's kind of she's kind of got her walls up. She doesn't want to. Yeah, she's tired of being second fiddle to him. But there, this moment, he's earned it, and I'm like, I I love it. It's yeah, such a, there's such a, a beautiful. Great, the best Mary Jane mission is in Grand Central, where she's sneaking oh. around, 
and she needs to distract criminals so that Spider-Man in the background, who you're not controlling, yes. can like grab people. And it's really fun it's to really play fun. not Spider-Man and watch Spider-Man in action. It's like, that was really satisfying. It's the coolest game. There's like lots of fun things. And in the, one of the DLCs, I was just talking a little about this. There's a moment where as Peter Parker, you need to find a place hidden to climb up a wall, which yeah. happens every now and then in the comics. And it always feels so cool. I love when superheroes have to use their powers in their Civilians. civilian costumes. Yeah. And it, you get to do that moment. It's like a lot of the stuff I love about superheroes are in this. Yeah. Um, I, if you're a fan of New York City, if you're a fan of Spider-Man. How long is this episode? We are an hour and eight minutes. All right, that's not as long as I feared. Yeah, that's not too bad. I thought I felt like we were at two hours, three hours. I could do it. Are you daring me to do it? <laughs> no, I got another please. 15 minutes in me. <laughs> I'll go through each backpack. <laughs> Let's list them all. Uh, now, my favorite pigeon to catch. <laughs> uh, the costumes are great, too. Can we talk about those real quick? Let's do it, yeah. Uh, since we're only at an hour and eight minutes. <laughs> now that you know, we'll go, we'll go for another 20. Uh, so you unlock all these costumes and like the first costume you get is just the basic Spider-Man costume, but it's sort of ripped up because of this Kingpin battle. Yeah. And then you get like the one that's specific to this uh, video game. Yeah. Which is, that's a cool costume. It's a pretty good costume. And then you basically start opening up lots of more costumes, mostly from the comics. Yeah, they're, uh, they're shout outs to versions that we've seen in the uh, comics. Spider-Man Noir from the recently Spider-Verse movie is in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, both versions of that costume that exists are in this game. There's a weird Ghost Rider costume. I don't know what that's from. Uh, there's like some from bad, cro- like some of the costumes are bad. Like there's the uh, the negative zone one. It's from a Fear Itself crossover that wasn't that good a story. And that it's not that good a costume that's in there. Well, they each also come with a special ability. So, like, yeah. I like the fear itself ability, which is the quad damage. There's one that looks just like a drawn Spider-Man, like a two-dimensional that Spider-Man. That is extremely cool. So you yeah. get to play basically as 60s animated Spider-Man amidst a photorealistic New York. It's beautiful. They, they just released the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man suit. Uh, which, I get, the Reddit fans were going nuts for that. I had no desire. For, I mean, I think that costume is beautiful. And it I think it's a cool, great costume. But I didn't care. It wasn't on my radar of a costume that I thought should be in this game, but I'm glad I have it. Uh, they, uh, have the, they have the home, the, the homecoming, the homecoming version, as well as the uh, Infinity War version. What they don't have is the black costume from the. They don't have the alien symbiote black costume, which I think is the second most famous Spider-Man costume. It's the the second costume you think of when you think of Spider-Man. You think of the classic Ditko red and blue, and then you think of the black costume. It's not in there. That is too deliberate to be anything, but it's got to be in the sequel. Yeah, they're saving the biggest costume. There's one that looks a little bit. There's two that look a little bit like it. So I would wear it to kind of just feel like I had the black costume. I would wear the one that Black Cat gave me. The dark suit. Sometimes. I would wear the anti-ox suit. That looked kind of black costume. But it did. I was mad it wasn't in there a little bit. I was like Reddit mad, even though I knew there was a good reason. I was like, I just want to, I just want to have it. I just want to swing around in that costume, which was his costume when I first started reading non-reprints. Like the first comics I bought were just after Civil War. The first. Just after Secret War. It was just after Secret War. So he was in that costume when I was just of the age of reading the single issues that were currently coming out. He was in that costume. It still stands out. Like that was supposed to be like five or six issues, but it was so popular. They made it. They kept it around for a long time. Yeah. Until basically Venom. And then it didn't make sense for him to be wearing that costume. Yeah. And he still wears it once in a while because it is a cool costume. Yeah. Anyway, that's not in there. The costumes were great. And um, and there's fun ones, too. You could, There's a Spidey Punk where you have like a mohawk. Yeah, and like, that's also from the Spider-Verse comic crossover. I, I love it. 
There's, uh, they have a lot of fun. They're they're not so precious about the character that they don't have fun with. And them. as you get better at this game, you can do cool things like web people up and then swing them around. Yes. Uh, or pull guns out of their hands with your webbing. Yeah. All that stuff feels very Spider-Man-y to me. It's the coolest. Yeah. Anyway. That's, well, uh, thanks so much Insomniac Games for making a lovely yeah, experience. You. And I got it. It was worth the money. I and I I, bought, I couldn't recommend it more. I bought a PlayStation to play this game. I used to do that for Zelda games. I used to buy Game Boys just to play the new Zelda games. Yeah. But that was like it was like 150 bucks total for the game boy yeah. in the game. And I was like, I'm spending so much money for this game. I spent so much on this. Yeah. I have a child that I should be spending my money on. Yeah. And I was like, forget him. Forget him. Yeah. Well, I told you- my wife one day, I was like, I think I'm going to buy a PlayStation on my way home. And she was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think not mad, not judging, just sort of like, almost like she was waiting for that moment to hit. Like she knew. I was going to make that decision. Yeah, I, I think it, it made you a better father. And so it's <laughs> sure, worth yes, an investment sure. in the family. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I bought an Xbox One to play Beatles Rock Band. And I bought yeah. all the instruments and all the stuff <laughs> just to play Beatles Rock Band. And that was not a bad investment either because that was similarly incredibly cool to do. Yeah. Uh, I do not regret this purchase at all. And um, I couldn't I couldn't recommend this more. I yeah. mean, if you are – If you have the money – if you can, or have the system already. If you have the system, you should definitely get it. I even think if you don't have the system, I think you should get them both. <laughs> I mean, if you're a fan of Spider Man, I don't think there's any reason why you shouldn't. Do I this. tried looking around for a used one for a while, and I found something like ten dollars, twenty dollars cheaper than buying it new. I think I got a fifty dollars cheaper one, and I was like, basically. Thinking like, oh, it's eventually I'll find one that's a good deal, but I couldn't wait. And I was like, I couldn't wait either. There if was I some, buy a new one, I could stop at Best Buy on the way home, and I just have it. Yeah, and I, so I, I just did it. I ordered it on eBay, but I, there was like talk of like a Black Friday deal where there'd be this yeah. very cheap version of it. And I was like, I can't wait two weeks. Yeah, I gotta have it now. Yeah, it's a. This is the sort of thing like in the past you'd ask for as a Christmas gift, though it's too expensive to ask for. But maybe we would chip in. But I was like, I can't wait till Christmas. Yeah. I want to play, I, especially doing this podcast and everyone emailing me saying you have to play this game. It's your I, fault. It's your you, fault, listeners. listeners. You ruined us. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. So uh, we obviously love it. Uh, tweet at us at Screw It Spidey. Yeah, six out of ten stars. <laughs> <laughs> what could be more? You have to actually become I Spider-Man. I feel like there's a couple things here and there. Um, I wouldn't say it's a seven star game. Maybe six and a half. We don't do half. I stars. can't believe we went this long. It's such a beautiful looking game. We didn't even talk about how beautiful it looks. I love my favorite part about the whole thing is how adamant we said we're not going to ever talk about. We this. caved so much. We, we just went talked for an so hour and a half. About hard it. the other way. All right, we're for real, wrong, for real, we got to sign off. Screw it, Spidey is our handle on Twitter and Instagram and. Uh, Gmail. Let us know. Let us know what you think about it, or send us email. We, we are love, planning to relaunch in the new year. We're going to relaunch. I, well, let's just say it. We're going to do screw. We're just going to talk about comics because we want to talk about lots of stuff. Yeah, we'll um, probably still talk about Spider Man a lot, but yeah. we're going to talk about other things. Yeah, we're definitely going to do the Fantastic Four, and then we'll see. We'll see what else. And it's going to be sort of comics that we have a personal investment in. Yeah, and there'll be shorter runs than what we yeah, did. This on was Spider-Man. like a fifty or a forty. Some. This is issue. This is episode fifty-two. So you know it'll be more like ten, eight to twelve. Yeah, episode runs on different comics with our own personal take and biases and stuff like yeah, that. Stuff and that we are uh, connected to less. We're talking with the Campfire Media guys about exactly how to implement that, and we're so happy with the Campfire Media Network. Yeah, so um, we're not looking for like pitches of like, oh, cover these comics or comics that although, I think we have stories and emotional. Feel, feel free to tell us. We'll probably ignore you because we're going to stick with the stuff we know. But yeah, let us know. We'd love to know what you recommend. We're just probably not going to talk about it. We'll read them as fans. We yeah, just, yeah. we probably won't do them on the on the show. Okay, um, Kevin, uh, good job.
Yeah, you too, Will. Uh, and have a Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas, Kevin Hines. The day we're recording this. It's Christmas Eve. That's right. Merry Christmas. Santa comes. Well, this was an episode about a guy in a red suit, so it's all right. Oh. Bye. Bye. Screw it. Screw it. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. I'm Mark David Christensen, and along with Kate Thompson, we host Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast. The show dedicated to the half-demon hero, created by writer-artist Mike Mignola and published by Dark Horse Comics. Each episode, we discuss Hellboy's comic book adventures, his cinematic appearances, plus much more. That's Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.